Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. <laughs> I finally got you on board with my evil scheme to make you get sucked into the Bon Appetitiverse. Oh, my gosh. It's been a very wild ride. I love food <laughs> videos, but the passion in which I've been watching these videos is astounding. I went to sleep listening to Chris describe ingredients trying to build the canned nachos from guy ferrari ferrari for fiery fiery, or fieri if you're being fiery (laughs) (laughs) yes that is such a funny episode too because he's like who would do this and he's like who is it he said jamie oliver or something i was like what in what world would jamie oliver (laughs) make these trash can nachos (laughs) nachos. well i'm really excited about it because i can't get enough of them and i always 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 want to talk to people about them but i just have to like rely on instagram accounts alone (laughs) instagram meme accounts alone (laughs) i've been i i think my favorite is okay brad is his name brad i'm really bad yeah brad's like fermented stuff is really cool because i'm like i think that that's a good entry point because we love fermentation yes yes we do love our pickled (laughs) items (laughs) i feel like i feel like sort of witches love fermentation (laughs) i mean yes so, I mean, I like my mom growing up, we ha- we would have pickled eggs for Easter, like beet pickled eggs. So they'd be purple. Oh, and cool. so like I was, we always did like pickled stuff. So yeah, like, I was like, pickles are the best. Kombucha. <laughs> and then I was like, Esther, do you really want to take care of a SCOBY? You're taking care of two dogs and lots of other animals. Can a SCOBY be taken care of as Esther, well? Esther, I appreciate that you didn't even give us a number, presumably out of shame of the other animals besides the dogs that you have. <laughs> It's just, just too many indeterminate out. <laughs> yeah, indeterminate amount of reptiles. <laughs> I know. We're just counting the two dogs right now, and then all the rest are just one big. Well, number. the dogs are the hard parts. Yes, that's true. my guess. They Except have to be for fed maybe twice a day. The, your Yule lizard also that's seems true. like maybe he's a hard part. Yeah. With his little soft toenails, creepy, creepy <laughs> with his, baby, with his creepy fingers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Okay, there's an episode on the Bon Appetit channel in which Molly learns how to make dog food. Yo, I saw that. I saw the dog snack, and I was like, Esther, don't click it. You, you are, you are too much of a newborn mom right now. You need to wait until yeah. Don't get I ambitious. can leave them for like ten minutes. <laughs> You're not gonna start making dog food. <laughs> That would be or maybe make dog treats, I think. Yeah. Because that'd be so because here it's just like little bitty bones and stuff, and I'd like to have like dog treats on hand. And so yeah. that thing that'd be that's fun. actually pretty easy because it's mostly just like almond flour and peanut butter and that's okay. and like an egg for binding, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So maybe that maybe that's a possibility, but you know. <laughs> a SCOBY, I think that's a bit much right now. So well, well I I tried to revive my SCOBY. It had been gone too long. It's dead. Oh. But since we're about to leave for a week, I figured I would just wait until we got back to get a new one. Yeah. But I yeah. literally, by the time people are listening to this, my sourdough starter could be totally dead because I have no idea how it will fare in the fridge for a week without. It should be fine in the fridge. It because it, yeah, it should be totally fine. Everything I I've read about sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just like put like f- like feed it a little before you go, and then, and then just, just leave in the fridge. Apologize to it profusely. Yes, and like do a little magic, like you know, light a little candle, like say a little like little yeah. mantra. I mean, our fun. our friend Mara is house sitting at our house to watch Max, so I bet she wouldn't be totally against also feeding my sourdough starter. I, I mean, she I'm sure she totally could. 
I'm like, okay, and then what? Here's how you work the TV. Uh, Trash Day is Tuesday. And by the way, would you please feed my starter 30 grams of flour and 30 grams of boiled water every other day? <laughs> See, when I was doing sourdough starter, it was every morning, every evening. So, yeah, that's, I, that's much I sometimes method. let mine rest by doing every other day just because I'm lazy and I forget sometimes and I try okay. to act like it's intentional. It's like a diet. Yeah, like. but twice a day is good when I'm actively baking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> we're See, we're experts, too. We can have our yeah. own YouTube channel about <laughs> we can have fermentation. Yeah. But I think the beauty of it is always the editors, so we don't have that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can rave about, like, all the editing, like, the, the ingredients for, what was it, the Pizza Pocket episodes, which, first of all, the camera person who said put pizza rolls in the microwave was an idiot. You never put pizza rolls Mm-mm. in the microwave. Always in the oven. Everyone knows you bake them, or you microwave four and bake the rest. Yes. <laughs> and you eat the four while you're I'm like, to why bake. did they taste test them with the microwave? But then when they did the ingredients around her was brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And was then really every time for Brad's episodes, the video editing just makes my heart sore, and I'm just in awe. They pay- I hope they paid the video editor very well because they do an excellent job yeah they really do and they get benefits with good health coverage (laughs) i hope they are fairly (laughs) compensated for their labor uh and that's for our other podcast about fair labor practices (laughs) wildly laborly podcast Yes. Okay. I am doing car of the day today. You are. You I'm using are. a Wildly Tarot deck because it was in reach. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Our card of the day is temperance. Wow. Balance, patience, self-care, which I think is a good message for this episode and our dates today. Yes. <laughs> patience. Self-care. Balance. Okay, so our first question for the episode is from Aaron, and they ask, My real-life tarot friend and I are toying with the idea of starting a monthly tarot meetup. It's mostly my idea, and I have talked her into going in with me. I have never done anything like this before, and in fact, I'm terrible at making social connections. What do I need to keep in mind as I plan and prepare for this? Also, will this be something I can manage and maintain successfully alongside my busy job as a teacher? I love this question. It's such a good question. Mostly because I just, I got all into starting a silent book club chapter in my town and then like immediately did nothing for it. But I have all of the social media set up. Yeah. That's <laughs> but good. But we haven't actually done the meeting. So I feel like I really relate to this because it's kind okay. of like something that I really want to do, but also life, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For for sure. For sure. <laughs> I would say don't worry about like the social connection side of things, because when you're kind of in a group with like people with a like minded um, 
hobby or goal, you'll like those connections will automatically kind of start. Like, oh, that's a good well, when point. did you start reading tarot? I started this. Well, what's your favorite deck? So those things kind of naturally start happening. That's a really as good point. A person who has been in lots of social groups, like knitting groups, quilting groups, tarot group. Now <laughs> I have going, a t- weekly going. tarot group. Yeah, that's so. true. You do have a weekly tarot group. I think it's more like consistent, like doing it consistently creates those social connections. Yeah. Yeah. And because it, you're I, always there. Yeah. And also like another person that attends may be the one who's like the social butterfly that will like kind of take the head of that sort of like talking. So you don't mm. feel like you have to perform in that aspect. You're just one being like, hey, this is meeting up. And then you kind of come together and see what happens with your little pot of Group. mixed drinks. <laughs> Great metaphor. Totally solid. I love I'm, it. I'm thinking of like jungle juice now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you didn't even drink jungle juice in college. There's no, no way. No, but I know what it is. I've seen lots of drinking things. <laughs> I've seen lots of drinking things. Did you ever watch the show You're the Worst? I feel like I've talked about it before. No, I don't think so. They have this kind of reoccurring thing called trash juice, which is like jungle juice, but in a trash can. And then one... Oh episode when like his the character who loves trash ju- juice's wife is like having a baby shower like a co-ed baby shower he has all of the trash juice hidden in those like giant popcorn containers you know what i mean the ones <laughs> yes. that have like four different types of popcorn he's just yes. emptied those out and they're filled with <laughs> trash juice because <laughs> it's more subtle she's like yeah. we're adults this is an adult party we're not doing trash juice and so he opens up one of the <laughs> popcorn buckets and, juice, and he's like filled with trash, trash juice <laughs> yeah exactly exactly oh it's still made with uh hawaiian punch but <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious. that's a very fun show yes okay okay so but we can pull cards for this yeah i was thinking that we could pull cards for this like keep how what to keep in mind yeah yeah exactly plan. And I think you can manage to maintain it successfully alongside a busy job just because you're not maybe like, so actually even podcast stuff would be a good example because the podcast takes a lot of our time. Yeah. It does. Like yeah. we both work full time and then this is probably like several hours a week. Maybe like, yeah, I think like, of it as a second part-time job. Like, a- yeah, <laughs> a second part-time job. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm my my, like a mother of Kamja right job. now. So that's my other part time job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that it's like, I would say probably easily maybe eight hours a week. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, but the way that we were able to maintain that is just to not have it be like an all consuming thing. Like you and I both kind of naturally have like a day a week where we do all of just our do everything. Stuff. Yeah. We just yeah, hit rather it hard than, and get it done. Yeah, which didn't work for us when we were trying to do, like, you know, every other day we spend this amount of time on stuff. That wasn't really that functional for us. So I think, like, trying to figure out a way to, if you're planning these events, make it as easy for yourself as possible. And then also don't make it something that you're thinking about literally all the time. Because then that takes all the excitement and joy out of it if it feels like a drag. Yeah. So if you're meeting up once a month, then maybe, you know, like... Two weeks before, spend an hour and a half, you know, creating invites or whatever. And then one week before, get all those invites out and order the food or whatever you want to do for it or contact the venue or whatever. Yeah. But kind of like making it so that it's not a constant communication could be really helpful. Yeah. And I know that there are terror groups that have met like at 
Panera, I think, was yeah, the restaurant name. Yeah, Panera. I was almost yeah. like I almost said Pandora, and I was like, Pandora. that's not the restaurant name. Well, and uh, there's like the yeah. the silent book club that I wanted to start. We were we're doing it at a brewery, and I asked the person who was working there the first day that I like went to go check it out and said, "What day are you guys the emptiest? Like, would you be most yeah. willing to?" let us just have like a gathering and she's like oh we're so dead on tuesdays like we'd love it actually if you'd come in yeah. on tuesdays so that sort of thing like you they could be really the place where you decide to host it could be really excited to have you right and so that makes it even easier because then they're gonna want to do some of the publicity or whatever or at least right like, make it so that Hang you know you're always good to be there yeah yeah exactly yeah. but let's yeah. pull cards for how to prepare for it See. When this episode airs, I'm going to be in Porto. Hopefully eating a hot dog. Hopefully eating a hot dog. See, you're so much better at callbacks because I only remembered that I didn't you normally remember that in the last episode. episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? That's all I can do. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, that's interesting. I got the six of cups and the five of wands. Oh, okay. I haven't pulled yet because I was laughing at my own joke. <laughs> per, <laughs> per usual. And I got the king of pentacles and the king of cups. Oh. Interesting. So like really like prominent leadership roles, but like very emotionally open and warm and friendly sort of roles. Yeah. With the addition of mine, it almost feels like maybe going in on it with your friend could cause some conflict because maybe she doesn't want to participate as much or there's like some, yeah, there's some sort of like one of you is giving more of yourself to it than the other, which can cause some conflict if you're not really like open about how you're feeling. And maybe like the level of commitment may not be as like there as much like because to me, the friend seems like they want to help do it. Yeah. Yeah. But helping, wanting to help do it and actually helping to do it doesn't always like align the way that you think it will. So I think that just like heading that off at the pass and saying like, as we prepare to do this, let's set some expectations of each other and talk about like who's doing what and all of this stuff now, rather than once it's underway so that we don't feel like, like somebody's you're unprepared, not doing enough. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's true. Or just because, like, with any partnership, you just have to be really clear about what everyone's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the only way that it'll work. And especially if you're trying to plan something monthly, it's like, make sure that you're on the same page about stuff so that you don't feel like... Especially, I'm using the um, Everyday Witch and the Five of Wands... Did I say Five of Wands? Yeah, Yeah, you said Five of Wands, yeah. Okay, good, because it is the Five of Wands. I just (laughs) had a momentary brain fart. Is all of those women arguing over the big cauldron? Oh, yeah, That's the five of wands in this deck. And so I feel like that's kind of where, like, getting on the same page comes into play. Like, you have this king energy. You have this kind of, like, ability to control the situation and understand yourself and others. So if you can head off any, like, like power play conflict almost, like, who's in charge of what stuff with this specific five of wands, that would be helpful. And like, and also remember that you have the level of control of how much involved, like how much of a meetup you want this to be. Do you want this to be like a formal club sort of meetup or you just want it to be like people coming together and just talking about tarot? Like, yeah. is it going to be casual or, you know, I think maybe establishing that from the beginning too may help 
um, head off any sort of misunderstandings, too. Well, and yours, Esther, <laughs> is weekly, and you meet up at a coffee shop, and you, like, sort of commune with your friends. Yeah. And you talk about English, and it's sort of turned into sort of a tarot-y thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it started yeah. as an English thing. It, yeah, well, it started as, like, Like me, a language. Yeah, it was a language exchange of Korean and English. And then um, when kind of the we would always stay later than the coffee shop would be open we'd be like the last customers we decided <laughs> to move it to a person's house and it, oh. then it kind of turned into um i like they asked me to read tarot for them and then they wanted to read tarot and so it's a great kind of tool and resource for us to exchange like language but also yeah. like um just exchange that sense of learning so like but that's actually last- a really good idea for any language club too because it's kind of like yeah. You have something to talk about. Talk about. Than just yeah, being exactly. Like, uh, than just like pressure to out. say sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just turned into like a tarot thing. And so last night was kind of like, I had brought decks the week before that I just let them have that I wasn't using anymore. And then, um, and kind of gave them resources for like meanings in Korean. And then yesterday, we we just read cards almost the whole evening because, like, for one person – and it wasn't, like, just very casual. Like, even for someone's day, it wasn't, like, multiple people would read for the same person for the, sa- for the same day. It oh, wasn't – there was cool. no pressure. Yeah, it was or, chess practice. Right. Or we would all pull one card and then read all three together sort yeah. of thing. So it's, it was just, like, just practicing and having fun and just kind of conversing. It wasn't anything like a formal sort of club where you had a specific leader in mind. It was just kind of talking to And like an outline of what you're going to talk about and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I'm a type of person where I like super casual, non-scheduled events like that. So yeah. where you just kind of chill and do your own thing, but you're kind of all together. together. Kind of like the yeah. silent reading club. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. The silent, re- the silent book club I'm so excited about, but I just need to actually get it. Well, yeah, when you come back from Portugal, it'll be much easier to do. Exactly. Exactly. Do we want to pull tips for managing and maintaining it? Yeah, I was thinking tips or advice. It would be good. Okay. The Two of Pentacles popped out. Okay. Just like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reminding me that temperance is our car of the day. Yeah. Okay, so I got the Six of Wands and the Ace of Pentacles. So as far as a like advice would go, I think just accepting that it's going to be successful. Like, don't worry too much about the details. Don't concern, like, don't be concerned about it not coming together. Just kind of accept that it's going to be fun no matter what you're going to do and you're going to accomplish something at the end of it. Yeah. And, and then the Ace of Pentacles, it's, of course, like a new thing, a new opportunity. And also with the accomplishment, like, for me, I just think always of the Ace as a fun, weird seed that you have to plant and you don't know what's be- going to become of it, <laughs> but fun, it's going to be beautiful seed. at the end of it. So it's just kind of, just kind of trust the process and don't stress too much about it. And I got the Page of Wands and the Five of Pentacles. And I feel like that's saying, like, since this is something new, you should still feel comfortable with asking for help. So maybe oh, that's yeah. where the five of of wands was coming into play. It's just this idea that, like, you kind of feel like you could be able to do it all on your own. And the five of pentacles is reminding you that to create that balance, you really need to remember that you can ask for help when needed. 
and it'll yeah. be successful based on Esther's cards. So it's just about reminding yourself that you've never done this before. That's where the page of wands comes in and asking for assistance is completely fine. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. It's going to be so much fun. I, I'm excited for you. Keep us updated on how the tarot group. Yeah. Comes. And some areas have more than one pe- uh, person who listens to this podcast living there. So feel free to post uh, about it in the group. If oh, that's you want true. To. Yeah, that's true. We've got some, some areas of concentration. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my question, ah, incense, get back in there. Sorry. So it's my okay. question is from Anne and Anne says, I find I'm way too wrapped up in the two of pentacles vibe and balancing daily stuff to a fault. I feel as though there's a, there's way more potential than what I'm putting out there. Any ideas for how I can get out of this day-to-day plan slash work slash crash daily routine I have going on to break through to something more meaningful. Oh, this That's feels sweet. very relevant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like this question. Anne. So what would be a good sort of way to break it down? Maybe like what's got her stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. And then how to break free. I yeah. want to break free. <laughs> okay. Just a second. Calm just pooped. And if she goes for her poop, I'm gonna have to tell her not to eat her poop. Mokjima, ande, ande, mokjima. Don't eat your poop. Mokjima, ande. You can go pick it I- up if you need to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Nope, don't eat it. She's eating it. Gotcha. <laughs> no, no. It's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, she will, she's are... now consistently going on the pad, but then she'll eat her poop. So. <laughs> <laughs> So are we winning? It's hard to say. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I was thinking could be a functional spread that's already been written for this would be the love your unicorn self tarot spread that I wrote years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a fun spread. I like that spread Because that one, yeah, that one is what makes you magical, what you could be more honest with yourself about, what makes you strong, what makes you you, and then what you should let run free. Yeah. I think That could be be fun for like revitalizing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. And that's the first spread I ever did for you, Esther. It is. I do love that spread. I still love that deck. Oh, the unicorn deck. I know. Deck collectors, man. The problems we have. I haven't pulled out unicorn tarot in a while. Not like the the goddess Kali that has eight hands to, you know, use for decks. So we're just stuck with our two hands. Yeah, exactly. And only 24 hours per day. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine with Rachel how many hands she would have to have and how many hours to get through all of her decks? Because she's, I think, closing in on 700 now. I think she already has over 700. She might be closing in on eight. I was trying to remember. She told us the number on her spreadsheet. No, that's true. (laughs) I think think she was like at 680, I thought. Dang. That is bananas yes but they're all so nicely stored on like library i know shelves. that's the thing that's what helps is having a storage, storage space helps okay so what's the first spread space the first spread one position. is what makes you magical okay, and so what makes you magical what makes Anne magical okay what did you get 
Your the face. Ten of Wands. <laughs> I was oh, like, and I got the Hanged Man. Oh, well, I just looked. I was looking at it like, are you serious? Yeah, what makes you magical is the Ten of Wands. I think you. I think you carry a lot of burdens for a lot of people in your life. Yeah, probably. And you're able to see, like, to sort of sacrifice yourself in that way to be yeah. sort of the helper of a lot of people, which is why it kind of makes sense that you might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, or not overwhelmed, but like bored because you're not doing anything for you. Right. But you have this incredible skill to be able to like shoulder a lot for other people and to sort of like sacrifice your own movement in order to do so. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, The second position is what you could be more honest with yourself about, which I feel like these cards would also be good for that position (laughs) because it's hard to be in that role. Okay. So what could you be more honest with yourself about? And okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we made the same no- noise. What did we you did. get? I got the four of wands. Okay. And I got strength. Okay. So I think that being more honest with yourself about like maybe that sort of taking care of others and taking care of yourself is something that actually gives you a lot of joy. Yes. Like, so maybe there's like some component of like not feeling very much, very appreciated for your magic of being able to shoulder everything. So what you can be more honest with yourself about is like whether or not you need to be affirmed by other people or if that's just sort of like an affirmation within yourself. Yeah, because it definitely seems like you get that joy and fulfillment from like being around others and and being that shoulder for them. Yeah. And things like that. So, yeah, definitely examining is this something you really need or can you do without it? Yeah, yeah totally. Like and looking in to see if that's like an area that you are not being totally honest with yourself. Okay. What makes you strong? What makes you strong? I got the king of wands. Okay. And I got the eight of pentacles. Oh, yeah, I think that that kind of also goes to that. Like, you may, I mean, right, what makes you magical is your ability to shoulder all these wands. But what makes you strong is that you are the king of those wands. Yeah. (laughs) You fit naturally into a role of kind of being a leader in that way and being able to take on people's concerns. Right. And it also seems like they have a pretty good quote balance with like all of these things their life flow well together because they are the master of those like yeah like they're even though their schedule may be packed even though their schedule does not allow time for themselves it's still they are the king of that if that makes any sense totally so that's fine yeah and with the eight of pentacles it's like you like kind of yeah that goes back to the mastery too yeah you do it really well you do it all the time like you're super capable of that yeah um, okay, so what makes you you? Makes you you. What makes you you? Oh, and I got the seven of pentacles. Oh, they're hard work. And I don't know if you really need to change that much. I think this <laughs> balance I don't, I don't daily think stuff changed. thing is working it's, for you. Maybe shift perspective. Yeah, shift, yeah, it really feels like a perspective change rather than an actual like behavioral change. Okay, sorry. Six, seven, what makes you you? The three of swords. <laughs> <laughs> but I go back to the three of swords being a 
um, someone that honors someone else's pain. It yeah. doesn't always mean that you are the one that's that has pain inflicted on you. It also can mean that you are a very good soul that other people can rely on and depend on for helping with their pain and you honoring their pain. Yeah, totally, totally. And you're willing to kind of put in the effort to sow, like to kind of sow the seeds or like work with them on moving through that three of swords energy. Like we've talked about a lot how the three of swords is, should be more healing than we initially see it because stuff needs to come out. Stuff needs to be exposed. And it seems like sort of Anne's role is sold, like sort of shouldering some of that. Yeah. All right. And then the final position, which I think is the area of kind of growth, is what you should let run free. Oh. <laughs> oh. What did you get? I got the seven of wands. The seven of wands. So being like on the, you, you feeling defensive sometimes. You yeah. Coming up against opposition. And I got the magician. Okay. I think it's kind of like, instead of seeing these, this as like opposition and a block to just kind of bust through it with that magician energy. Well, yeah. And so letting free your ability to sort of take control of the situation and not like, I think that that's the important part of the seven of uh, wands, right? Is that like the defensiveness is still coming from the high point. Like there's still a position of power there. So if you're able to allow yourself to run more free with the magician energy of just like creating shit and like making what you want to out of the situation, then the defensiveness can kind of be a little bit more released because yeah. you have all of this control that you're not really acknowledging about yourself. Yeah, definitely. You have a lot more control than you initially kind of think right now. Yeah. So maybe we should pull, manifest stuff. pull cards for how to make all of this more meaningful or this experience of kind of being the, you know, one Daily. who's in charge of people more meaningful yeah. to you. Just like a little okay. tool situation. Okay. Okay, so how to make this more meaningful? <laughs> what the hell? I got the two of pentacles again. Oh. And the four of pentacles. Okay, I got the waning moon. So I'll read oh. the descriptions on the waning moon. What moon are we in? I don't know what moon we're in. We're about to get to Yeah, the we're moon. waning right now. The new moon is on this weekend. See, look at look at our moon cards. They're so accurate. This happened the last time when we record with a full moon. Anyway. I know, okay. but the funny like thing is that this will record the moon. during the yeah. wa- the during the waxing moon, or this yeah. will release during the waxing moon. But we're okay. recording during the waning moon. We are. So the meanings are feeling gratitude, showing your self love, and assessing intention progress. Okay, I like that paired with the two of pentacles and the four of pentacles because Anne pointed out feeling like she was just all about balance, and I I thought when I read the question, I wonder if she means four of pentacles. Because the oh. Four of Pentacles is like a little bit more kind of like controlling. Right. Conserving all of that stuff. And I don't know why that came to mind, but I do think it's interesting that both of these popped up with the question, because I guess yeah. the way to make it feel more meaningful is to like assess the ways in which sort of like being a little bit more controlling over these elements that people are throwing at you. Yeah. Could be empowering and could make you feel a lot of like meaning into the situation. Yeah. I always see the four of pentacles as like conserving energy or conserving those things that are leaking, like whether yeah. it be your emotional, like output towards others, whatever's kind of, you feel like 
just assess those things and whatever's kind of leaking the most, that's where you're like, that's what the sieve is leaking. Is that the expression? No, so, but I understand exactly what you mean. And I really yeah. like that assessment yeah. a lot. I think that, that because really I think good. a lot of times people see that as the miser. I'm like, no, it's okay to protect yourself. It's okay yeah. to conserve that energy. It's okay to keep some things behind for yourself. And so yeah. doing that and making that assessment, I think will really, really help. Exactly. And paired with the moon phase card, it's just like thinking about, yeah, thinking about how you feel about it and thinking about the places where it makes you feel good and the places where it makes you feel bad and then assessing those places rather than it just being like a holistic, I'm too bogged down with the day-to-day stuff. Because all of us yeah. have to be bogged down with the day-to-day stuff. I mean, there are some people who make their entire living out of this sort of thing, but for the majority of us, we still have to work our regular jobs. Right, right. And so you have to kind of be bored by the balance in some time, in some ways. And that's valuable because... It means that you're both providing for your spiritual self and also for your literal home self. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. where do we get our vision insurance? Like, where do we, like, <laughs> you know, make sure we're nourishing our bodies? Like, all of those things are components of just boring day-to-day stuff. So figuring out what part of the boring day-to-day stuff feels like the biggest drag and then trying to preserve energy in those areas and expend more in the areas of the random day-to-day stuff that does feel like it's affirming you in some way. Yeah. Oh, good luck, Anne. Yeah, you totally can do this. I mean, you're already used to shouldering a lot of burdens. So now it's just deciding the areas that that feels not worth it. Yeah. Create those boundaries and making sure you're taking some time for yourself. Exactly. All right, it's time for Patreon shoutouts. I'm going to let Ezra pull a card, and then I have an announcement. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Christina, your card is the Knight of Swords. Mm. Esther, what the hell? I did that thing again where I pull a card while you're pulling a card for the person, and I also got the Knight of Swords. That's so crazy. This keeps happening. We do this a lot, especially with... Well, especially with our Wildly Tarot deck. I do, yeah. this, we do this a lot with my, when I'm doing the Wildly Tarot deck. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. I that's need so to start wild. just always pulling it and then actually, no, I'll never do this. This is like a, this is my <laughs> Capricorn rising versus my Taurus sun. I'm like, I should really be tracking this. I'm going to start like every single time Esther pulls a card, also pull a card and see if, how often we match. And then my Taurus sun is like, Nah, girl. No, you're never gonna. No, do we don't that. have time for that. Nobody <laughs> yeah, has time exactly. for that. Even That's the people who are listening to the podcast. So don't much have time effort. For this. Yeah, nobody wants to not, like listen to me take note of whether our, <laughs> we're pulling the same card. Our cards match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does it <really> matter? <laughs> exactly. I'm just yeah. gonna let my hyperbolic brain be like, oh, we constantly are matching. That's yeah, it's my been like mindset. Five or six about times, it. like in reality, so it's fine. So the two announcements or reminders are, uh, I guess the announcement is that the Lenormand deck is finally on its way to me. So we're I, one step closer. It's supposed to get there the 25th, which is in the middle of Holly's vacation. When I'm in Portugal. But we, like I said, we have a house sitter. Maybe I'll make Mara look at it. She'll be like, I don't have know Mara what any of this take pictures means. for the website. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm turning her into my personal, like, secretary Assistant, for the podcast. Can you feed my sourdough as well as take photographs <laughs> yeah. for our website? Will you update our Squarespace site? Uh, <laughs> but, so we're one step closer to that. We'll probably open up pre-orders for it, like, the minute that I get back 
from Portugal yeah. because uh, we just, the reason that we do the samples is just to make sure that formatting looks right. Um, it's all already totally done. We just want to make yes. sure that the cards don't look, you know, wonky or lopsided or whatever. So yeah. we'll probably open up the pre-orders shortly. Uh, somebody posted in the Facebook group and I hadn't even thought about this, Esther, but we will do like, and I'm just committing us to this. Oh no, I, I was already going to say me. this. We're going to do like a bundle deal, guys. Yeah, we'll do like a bundle <laughs> deal. So if you don't have the Wildly Tarot deck and you want to do both at once, we'll figure out a way to make that like very achievable. And then also the other thing that's in our shop besides the Wildly Tarot deck is a one-time donation. So if you don't want to commit to doing a Patreon situation, you can absolutely just, you know, contribute one time. We haven't mentioned it for a while, but it's definitely a possibility. And uh, we will pull a card for you too. If you do a one-time donation on the podcast. Yeah. We'll Might as well. Cards for you. <laughs> we like uh, and that's it. I think those are all of our announcements and updates, unless you have anything yes, else to so. mention. Nope. I was just going to say bundle deal. And that was it. So, okay. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. When somebody yeah. posted that in the Facebook group, I was like, yeah, I was oh like, I was like, we had not discussed this at all, but this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That is a really good idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you want to talk about spacious tarot? I know you do. I know you do. Esther. <laughs> I just, huh? Do you wish that's that I had I sent it? Way, way, way long ago instead of letting it fester in my house with all of no, the other okay. stuff in the most because recent Because while it was at your house, I just, just got, I, the way I coped with it was getting angry at the deck. I was just like, <laughs> no, it's not worth it. It's, I'm not going to like it. I, it's fine. Just, you're just going to hate you it, You talked yourself it's fully you. out of it. Because you yes, were I like. I talked myself out of the deck after I pre-ordered. And I was like one of the first couple of people. Like the and first you were people the that person the who talked me into doing it. I was like yeah. a little bit like, well, I don't know if really the art style is something that I totally love. Um, and then I actually do fucking love it. And oh, yeah, you, yeah. because it wasn't in your hand, were just like <sighs> talking yourself fully out of it. But yes. Let's do our spiel. Today we're talking about Spacious Tarot. Do you know how to say Annie's last name? Roit? Nope. I think it's Roit. That's, that sounds good. That that was may, way better than what I had in mind. So. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, and Carrie Mallon. And their website says the following about this deck, which I really liked. This Spacious Tarot is a tarot deck, but to simply call it a tarot deck does not fully describe the magic you'll find here. Do you like my accent for this? I do. This deck invites you into an energetic realm, beckoning you to enter and explore. I'm a librarian robot. <laughs> Immerse yourself in the scene. Sink into the colors and textures. It doesn't matter if you're new to tarot or a seasoned reader. These cards will evoke your intuition. You'll find a mix of traditional tarot imagery as well as alternate perspectives here. Our primary aim has been to get the feeling of each card right, which I think is achieved. Yes. Uh, this has resulted in earthy nature-based illustrations as well as more mystical and cosmic elements. There are no humans in our deck, but there are a few hints of humans, such as the skeleton hands and the death card and the lantern and the hermit. A few animal companions are present, most notably in the court cards. So many fish and bears. I oh, love the so bears. Cute. So cute. The, the courts have cute. also been renamed to focus less on gender and hierarchy and more on levels of experience. The child is equivalent to, to what most decks call page, explorer for knight, guardian for queen, and elder for king. Huh. I really love it when people rename the court cards, and this is like a particularly good one. I like having yes. the uh, child, explorer, guardian, and elder. Yes. I think those name changes are like, 
almost to the mesquite tarot level of perfection. Yeah, totally. So where can you find this deck? Their website, the spacious or sorry, spacious tarot.com, which also has links to stockists in both the UK and Australia. So for our Southern hemisphere slash lives in Asia friends, I know that the Australia stockist is a really awesome option. Doesn't stuff get to you from Australia and like a third of the time as it does from North America. Yes. You can get it from a stockist in the UK, which helps with like EU taxes. Uh, although I don't yeah. know now that I don't want to get involved with British politics. No, I no. literally have no idea. But having a British <laughs> stockist. Uh, or a, like, it gets it to you faster. Yeah, it'll get to you faster. It I don't know about <laughs> import taxes. I don't know why I'm trying to go down that road. Who am I? Who do I think I am? Uh, uh, literally how it physically is. This is another creator that put their cardstock on the website, which I appreciate so Bless, much. Thank you, especially for indie versions, because sometimes they're not. it's not listed anywhere. And so, yeah, like on ours, for example, we haven't listed yeah, ours. Yeah, no. <laughs> but anyway, but it's 350. Really I don't first of all, don't I have no idea. And second of all, <laughs> what does GSM stand core. for? <laughs> it's black core. That much I do remember. Yeah, it's 350 GSM. I don't know what GSM is, but it's the acronym that people always use to describe. I feel like it's stuff. like it's like linen sheets, like where if you have like 500 thread, I feel like it's like a similar yeah. Counting method where it's like, like six what could to three hundred sixty stand for. I my brain says graduate school of medicine because my academic advisor brain just like totally kicks in. Oh no, I just think of three fifty orgasms. That's what I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like three five orgasm. So yes. you're right. <laughs> 35 orgasms. <laughs> is that yes. like, this is a total side note, but one time I, my uh, dad had just been at a conference and he brought home some sort of like CBD supplement that had no THC. And so it said like five MGs CBD, zero MGs THC on the label. But I read it as <laughs> OMG THC because it was zero MG <laughs> THC. I was like, Five milligrams of CBD and OMG THC. Like, what does that mean? They're like, we don't know. Try it. You'll see. It's some kind of backyard THC. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, we didn't track that. We only were looking at the CMD, CBD. It's just like OMG THC. OMG. <laughs> so zero milligrams and I have a little bit of a. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, that's so funny. But that's the same with the 350 or 35 yeah. OGSM. <laughs> I will say that these cards are shorter than most tarot yes, decks. Yes, which I kind of like. And I like it. They're they're much easier to shuffle if you have smaller hands. Yeah. And they're just really, really nice, and they fit very well in your hands very easily. Exactly. It's a hard box that is, like, hinged, um, yes. but not super huge for the deck itself, so it's really perfect and sturdy. It comes with a little white book that is extensive, there's like it's basically... my favorite little white book. Oh, girl, I'm like so glad that you found your love for this deck again. I think that that's that is the problem because it's not the creator's fault that we have this dumb like strategy of having stuff sent to my house and sitting there for a month and a half. And the spacious terror just missed that last box by like two days. By two days. It got here. No, it got here the day after I sent you your last box. So it was like six weeks of you watching other people use it and being like, just, uh, I hate this deck. It hates yeah. me. I know it. <laughs> yeah, it hates me. It's not. I'm not going to be able yeah. to use it. 
It's like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I've like spoken high praises of Carrie Mallon's way of prose on her website with yeah, the way because that she did. She has like an extensive website for tarot already. And one of the things that you pointed out, even in the episode about the Wild Unknown, you talked about how she walks through all the Wild Unknown cards in a really incredible way. So yeah. Carrie, you have this kind of like, connection with the way that Carrie sees cards anyway. You've really, you've like yeah. mentioned that before. So it was just that you were annoyed that it was so far away from you. <laughs> it was so far away and everyone else was using it. I was yeah. just trying you're to protect like, myself. Well, you're doing the thing that I think like is pretty natural or, or at least I do it too, where if everybody loves something that you don't have, you're like, I don't need it anyway. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it anyway. It's fine. Exactly. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's here. fine. But anyway, so the little white book has for the major arcana is like two pages per card and for mm-hmm. the minors, just one. But it's still like very extensive. Carrie's prose is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't touch too much on like the symbolism necessarily, just a little tiny bit. It's not like yeah, it overly explanatory and stuff if you want to kind of dive deeper. So, yeah, it exactly. doesn't feel the need to exp- over explain tarot to people. It's just like, here's the book. Here's the resource. You can do it. So, yeah, totally. Uh, okay. I think that that's how it physically is. What are your general impressions slash the vibe of this deck for you? So I have, okay. So I wanted to like the wild unknown because it's so natural. If that makes any sense. So like there's yeah. no people in it. For yeah. Most, I don't think there's any people in the wild. Unknown. No, there aren't. And so I've always wanted a natural deck, but because the wild unknown is so difficult to read for me, it was hard to connect with the the, the nature the nature natural vibe no the nature esque vibes there we go that's what I what I wanted to say I think that just natural is the word you but were looking it was for just, it was just like well it's natural okay, I guess yeah. yeah yeah you could say naturalist and then it's a nudist thing which is also a fun <laughs> thing we to already bring had into that this. diatribe on a, a very early episode of yeah ours. exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably the old, the, the same Wild Unknown episode. <laughs> yeah, it really could have been. That's true. <laughs> but um, even when the artwork started coming out, like, this to me is like the perfect marriage of nature and tarot. This, yeah. Like, I think this is, the colors are absolutely stunning. The thoughts behind it, like, I'm just even flipping through this fucking child of pentacles with the little bitty baby. Girl, baby. that's one of my little... faves. It's the cutest so thing that I've ever seen cute. in my actual life. And, like, the thought that went into all of the details and the reasons behind they made some artistic choices I really love. What um, What's interesting is that I looked to go back and see if I could purchase their audio course that where they go over, um, like, the meaning of each card and, like, the oh, explanation behind it. Oh, I didn't even it. realize that was a thing. It, for, for, it was a thing for the Kickstarter for a certain level, but they oh. don't have it available to purchase anymore. So I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing anymore, but it, Carrie, if, it was, if you're listening, I'm yeah. sure there's a market for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so just I have it like it's maybe like an own download sort of anything. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Just, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like hearing people talk about their decisions in decks like this. Yes. Like, any yes, indie yes. deck or any kind of deck where the creators are people who like have a public persona. I want to hear about their process. It's one of the reasons why I feel like people connected so much with both of Chris Ann's decks that she released simultaneously, yes. the Muse and Lightseers, because she was so open about her process. And I think people just really like hearing from artists about why they're making certain choices. Yes. Yes. I think that my my impression is the same. I love that there aren't people in it. I think that it's really cool how, like, 
I think the tone of the, each card suits the meaning so well. Um, so it does a good job of not trying to make like, you know, certain cards feel more light. Like for example, yes. one of my favorite cards is the wheel of fortune and the wheel of fortune, fortune, the wheel of fortune, fortune. The, <laughs> the wheel of fortune. I swear to God, I have some like weird little tiny Celtic woman living inside of my brain who sometimes forces her way through. <laughs> Uh, but the Wheel of Fortune, like, is a card that I think is more of a neutral card. And the colors mm -hmm. selected are darker colors, but there's still so much lightness to it because of other choices that they've made in the card. Yes. So it's, and I'll talk about it more when we're talking about our favorites. But I, I just think that it's, like, a really interesting way of perceiving these archetypes within kind of the natural world without forcing it. Like it's not like everything yes. is a, either a big giant tree or a fertile tree. It's like all of right, these sorts right. of nuances and cool like color choices and tone choices that just overall make it so that the deck feels really consistently like solid to me and kind of light, but not in like a frivolous way, just in like a, optimistic about the world way <laughs> yeah yeah and the art to me is really interesting because every card it's not an exact meaning but it's a meaning that will help your intuition and guide your intuition like it's a very easy deck to kind of not necessarily have like more of a narrative style but sort of mm -hmm. like follow the meaning down the rabbit hole essentially mm -hmm. like it's not going to be like an exact meaning like okay here's someone balancing ten pen tentacles <laughs> <laughs> Here's someone balancing pentacles. Yeah. So that means everyday balance. You know, it's not that at all. So I just think it's really, really a inventive deck. Yeah. And, and this is not one of my deck. favorite cards. It kind of like got cut at the last minute. But the Ten of Pentacles, I think, is a really good example of that. Because oh, yeah. the Ten of Pentacles is frequently depicted with just like abundance. You know, like it's just mm -hmm. abundance. And so if you don't have people, you'd have like an abundance of flowers or an abundance of fruit or an abundance of nuts or something. And the Ten of Pentacles focus is like a birch tree with the pentacles ingrained in the bark. And I really like that because it's the strong tree that has all of these pentacles attached to it and like mm. integrated into it. And so it brings those feelings of like legacy and yeah. importance of these pentacles without it just being like a pile of goods on the forest floor, which would be an easy way to do with the Ten of Pentacles too. Yes. But I just yeah, think yeah. that it's like that slight extra step to make it a little bit more interesting that makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. To me, Carrie and Anne, Aunt Carrie and Annie hit it out of the ballpark with every single card. Yeah, I totally agree. So what, I know you've only had this for like a week and a half, but what types of readings have you used it for? Okay. So I, it was very curious. So do you remember when, um, we did all of those readings for wine and crime? All yeah, 200 and something. Two years ago. Yeah. Yes. I did some, this past week, someone that I did a reading for contacted me and said, Hey, can you do a reading for me? Are you still doing Whoa, readings? Oh, that's wild. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. And so I used this deck, and it was so very exact, so very, I don't want to, it was gently blunt. I really like the idea of using it for other people, too, because you don't have to do the whole, like, gender stuff. Exactly. Which exactly. is so great. It's really helpful yeah. when reading for other people. And I think you're right, like, there's a softness to it, because it isn't, like harsh, like I think that one of our main problems with the wild unknown is how 
harsh the contrast is, like the actual yes. visual contrast. It's a lot of harsh black lines on a white background. And this doesn't have any harshness, like visual harshness. Even though lots of the cards are very dark, it's yeah. not like very harsh at all. Yeah, the contrast level isn't super high, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that makes sense that it would work really well to read for somebody else because you have some softness and some like not, you know, aggressive contrast. Yes. You don't have the yeah. gender stuff. You don't have any people. You're not going to have like, you know, the whole, oh, this card represents a redheaded man stuff that comes right, up. Right. That, you know, can if people are aligning to more of the like humanistic versions of yeah. the card archetypes. And because it's kind of the more natural deck, reading it together like with multiple cards flows very easily too. You're not yeah. kind of stuck within borders. You can kind of, um, with your intuition, kind of let that swirl around a little bit and get good meanings. Yeah. So, and I used it last night too, and people were really, really drawn to this deck. Like the art style is just so beautiful, and it's just automatically pops. So they're automatically like, oh, so this is cool great. I think that's so cool that there are this. some decks that sort of like cross-culturally are something mm -hmm. that people can connect with. Yeah. Especially because there are cards, like I don't think that Korea has a desert. <laughs> no. But the strength card has a cactus, and that still mm -hmm. feels like you can kind of like relate to. It's translatable to... across cultures, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Awesome. I want to hear about your favorite cards. Okay, I think I start out with 15. Whoa, see, three, four, girl. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have 10 now. <laughs> I had nine, but then I saw another one that I put it back in. So. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I, like I said, the whole entire deck is Bay. So, yeah. Um, I'm okay, just so, so glad that you feel so good about it because, yeah, it's, it's I was hard when so, you're like, watching people use it and getting a little bit like, ugh. It's like, if it's like FOMO, but like FOMO that you know that you have, but you just can't, it's just FOMO frustration. FOMO yeah. frustration, everybody. Yeah, totally. Well, if shipping were less expensive to Korea, we'd send this more frequently. That's so true. <laughs> the it's last so box true. I sent you weighed 25 pounds and cost $160. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My poor mailman, but I heard him, I heard him like <laughs> plop it outside and kind of wait. And he was trying to like think like, should I knock at the door to see if she needs to like sign for it? And I was like, no, no, no. Just walk away. Man. Just <laughs> yeah. Just walk, walk away. away, dude. Just walk, <laughs> just walk away. What if you actually did need to sign for it? But he's like, I'm not taking this downstairs. I'm yeah, just I know, leaving I know. it here. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the whole morning. I had the dogs like penned up. And if he was going to knock, I had drinks for him as a thank you. <laughs> like I was prepared. <laughs> And then he didn't knock, which was great for me because I don't like social interaction. So that is hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you've got a lot of really good stuff, but I'm so glad that really you good. love it so much now that it's in your hands. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the majors, I have five majors. Okay. And the first is the high priestess that has the conch cell. Yeah, that's and at so pretty. First, yeah. At first it looks like there's like a little pearl inside, but no, it's the moon. It's the goddamn moon. It is the moon. I love Ugh. that. And it's on this like inky black sky. It's just it's so, so pretty. pretty. And it's it like also is a really things, good way. Moon. It's such a good way to bring the moon into a card that is not the moon. So you can use the sort of like way that we interact with the moon as sort of like a, you know, guiding figure without yeah. it having the same tarot ramifications of like mystery, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. It was just, it's just beautiful. And like, I already connect to like the, to the sea anyway, into the moon. So it was just like two yeah. of my favorite things. Yeah. My next favorite card is probably my favorite emperor card Interesting. because I love the yeah. poppy and like the softness of the poppy. 
And that's why I'm kind of want their audio course because I want to see why they chose like the poppy and like like listen to them talk about it forever because that to me is such an art- interesting artistic choice. Yeah, to have something so soft represent a archetype that we normally think of as very hard and cruel and mean. At well, least, the yeah. funny thing is that this is probably from so many romance novels that take place kind of in the Victorian and pre-Victorian era, but. I couldn't help but think of like the opium wars because Uh, that was like a tool of imperialism for the British to like increase poppy production and opium production and like kind of (laughs) like be (laughs) shitty imperialists based on that. So I couldn't help but also see that component, but I feel like that's probably not what the intention was. I didn't think of the opium war. I just thought of like, oh, drugs. Okay. But the emperor's drugs. No, I don't think so. Okay. So I just kind of tossed that idea aside. <laughs> but it is really pretty. I love the colors. It is very in it. pretty. I just love poppies anyway. Yeah, me too. The next card is the lovers. I think this is one of my favorite cards when they first posted it. Yeah. That because it's just intertwining light and it reminds me of DNA and how just the in- the universe interacts with two like energies and it's not gendered at all. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's yeah. A, it's just so pretty. It's a good one. Yeah. My next card is the moon. I love this moon card. It came as a sticker oh. to me. I had a sticker in my pack, I think. I had a so. sticker in my pack too, but it was not the moon. I think it might have been oh. death. Oh, maybe death. Yeah. Mine was the moon. So That's I just, awesome. I love the, has a giant fucking moon. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Like, the moon is not about the animals. The moon is yeah, about the, the moon. Yeah, the moon is about the moon. <laughs> and, and the then, mushrooms. Like, mushrooms. I love the mushrooms. I'm like a mushroom lover lately and I'm just loving those mushrooms. I just love the symbolism of mushrooms. We've talked about this in a couple of episodes. I do that t- is yeah. the only uh, corresponding favorite card that we've had so far. Oh. I also have the moon. Okay, and my last major's favorite is the Hanged Man, which this pers- this is genius to me. This is absolute genius <laughs> to me. So it's the perspective is that you are on the moon looking at the earth. Yeah, and so it's a per- not only perspective shift, but there's also like a sense of like loneliness here and like yeah. isolation. And yeah, I just thought that was so brilliant. It's so oh, pretty. Get in my brain, you people. Okay. <laughs> I need your genius. Okay, so I'm just gonna do. Okay, so I will leave. I will leave my one of my absolute favorite slides. Okay, the two of pentacles. I think is just a beautiful card. I love the. Yeah. I think the pentacle suit is probably my favorite. The suit pentacle in this suit deck. is really strong. The pentacle suit is so fucking good. So the two of pentacles. It's just two pentacles, but like intertwining vines. And I think it's just the color contrast is just beautiful. Yeah. The seven. The seven of pentacles is fucking pumpkins, and I love pumpkins and the teal background and the. Pumpkins, pumpkins. <laughs> you love your pumpkins. I do love pumpkins so much. <laughs> and then the Nine of Swords, I really adore because it's a small little mouse and he's cornered by a bunch of swords. But it's just, it again, kind of like the Hanged Man, it takes that, you have that sense of the feeling of yeah, the fear of and the terror, but also yeah. that it's. You're just trapped yeah. in that. And so I just think that was just really, really, really good. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. And at first, I did not like this card. At first, I was like, what were they thinking? It's yellow. And I was like, I did not like it. I was like, why didn't they just do it? Like, I'm like trying to think background. of but what card might be yellow. I don't I'll even know. I'll give you a few moments to guess. Um, it's very yellow. Very yellow. It's the yellow. The Ten of Cups? Yellow. Yes. Oh, yeah. It because is super I yellow. love 
the swirl in the middle of like the rainbows and the cups that are like pouring out individual colors and making yeah. something beautiful. But the yellow, I was at first I was like, I don't like this. Why did they choose yellow? But as a person who's starting to like yellow now, who's allowing herself <laughs> to like yellow and wear yellow on a consistent basis, I really like this card. Like all of a sudden, like I'm like, oh, it's kind of charming and it's very happy and it's yeah. very like, like we say happily ever after. Yeah, this little card. And my last favorite, dun da da da. Okay. I, as I alluded to today, I always see the Ace of Pentacles as a seed. And this one is a literal, literal seed. A literal funky seed. And I'm I'm like, it, I you. first thought it was a snitch. And then I realized it was a seed pod. <laughs> I know. I it like, does that look, a look like a little sense. snitch. It does look yeah, a little. But yeah. I love that kind of seed pod. Yes, I do too. So I was just like, thank you, Carrie, for um, mind melding with me and making me feel validated in my interpretation of, this, <laughs> yeah, this, of the Ace of Pentacles. Seed. I dig so it. That was one of my favorites. So those are all of my favorites. Did we have okay. any other over- overlaps? I have six. Our only okay. overlap was the moon. Oh, okay. But I have a Where'd lot you... of major arcanas also. Okay. So I love strength. I live in a desert. So it's, I mean, close to a desert. I guess. Oh, yeah. But I love the like cactus flowers in general. When all the cactuses mm-hmm. start flowering, it's so gorgeous. And I love the strength component of just like, kind of overcoming odds and having this sort of like internal ability to create something beautiful out of something more stark. Yes. Uh, the Empress I adore because it's in a big floral field and it has a hawk on oh, it. And yes. hawks are kind of like an animal that I feel really connected with uh, motherhood for. So mm-hmm. that's something I to think about. That. But I love the wildflower component. I just think it's so pretty. The Hierophant mm. with the stone circle just like felt like really I had cool. been fully punched right in the stomach when I first saw yeah. it because I love that sort of like really ancient component of connecting the mm-hmm. religious world to the like earthly world and having like the sun rising up through the monoliths is just like incredibly so beautiful. Cool. Ah, uh, I also love the Child of Pentacles because it's a bear frolicking in another field. Apparently, I just need to be around some fields. That's what I'm getting from all of this. <laughs> all the fields. You just need to roll around in a field yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but it's just a baby bear. He's and they're just a baby bear. And it also is a really similar look to the part of California that I'm from. Like, we oh, have okay. those, like, low hills. And so I feel really kind of, and there's like lupin in this picture and lupin is kind of like a flower that is uh, important to me. And then last but not least, the Wheel of Fortune. And I talked about this a little bit already, but I think my favorite thing about the Wheel of Fortune is that it's on this dark background with sort of like sacred geometry in the middle. And then the wreath that represents the wheel uh, focuses on sort of like the wheel of the year rather than just the Wheel of Fortune. And mm-hmm. I like that additional information. So the the wreath yeah. that surrounds it has like holly to represent winter, uh, like sort of bear with a couple of orange leaves for fall, an apple branches for um, summer, and then cherry blossoms for spring. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's so sweet. Yeah, I just I like that it's focused on the wheel of the year. I think that that because I always like to think of the wheel as being like sort of the way that things change around us that we might not have that much control over. Right. And this sort of reminds us that that's not just like in any given situation that's in every single year that things are just Mm -hmm. changing and that like I, I think that I've talked to you about this. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but like. This year, I spent a lot of time in the winter trying to be like, I appreciate winter for what it is. We don't get spring unless we get winter. And I don't even get snow here. So there's like really, (laughs) 
But I just, I don't deal well with the darkness of winter. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried really hard to like lean into accepting the darkness of winter as part of our experience that allows us to enjoy the brightness of summer. And that was a really effective wheel wheel way for me (laughs) to deal with those feelings of like seasonal affective disorder. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I like the I like the gentleness of the wheel being not like a person strapped to a wheel, but just right. the wheel happens. There are these yeah. seasons and we just have to go through them. And I just think it's incredibly beautiful and I love it. Yes, I agree. <sighs> so wonderful. It is such a great deck. So shall we pull cards to represent our relationship with it? Yes. And now I'm like a little bit terrified that I'm going to draw a bad card and that the deck is going to hate me. Like imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, fine. that's an announcement that I didn't include. That I'm working with uh, Richard oh, from yeah. Odd Mix Market on his deck, on his new deck, the Familiars yeah. deck. I'm writing the affirmations for the booklet. And it's exciting. This is the first deck project of this magnitude that wasn't just you and me that I've participated in. <laughs> yeah, that's so much fun. And it gives to get you like working out your affirmation muscles for our Hell, wildly yes deck. Yeah, for our for happen. our wildly yes deck. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It is. So much fun. I love Richard so much. I know. He's a gem of a human being. Yes. Okay. Breathing. Breathing. What's this card gonna be? It's okay. Oh, the sun! Yay! Oh. He likes me. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! And I got the world. All right, Spacious oh. Tarot. I see you. Spacious Tarot likes us. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and next Thank week you. we're going to be talking about green glyphs, Lenormand. Yay! Which Lenormand, is hopefully Lenormand, we Lenormand. kind of got these around the same time. They both were Kickstarters that we supported in the summer. Yes. And then I sent you back your shiny cards. Yes, you did. <laughs> Because I included my shiny cards in the box that I sent to Esther accidentally. And I was like, how did I get two shiny cards? And then I was like, wait, there were shiny cards? And then we realized that I'm just a big old (laughs) dum-dum. I love it. But next week we will explain the shiny card situation. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information Also our shop, also a way to do one-time donations to us at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it. It helps bump us up on iTunes charts or whatever. Apple Apple Podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, as always, a big thanks to at Wild Women Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website. And remember, <laughs> go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so we much. We love you. Yes. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs>